Knickers and gnomes are on the case. Scarlet in the study, episode one. Mansion, the big house in the countryside where I was called by famous detective Hitchcock Gnomes. Ooh, it's, it's kind of creepy, like a house from Scooby-Doo. Wouldn't you say, Ruby-Loo? Weird how these cases always seem to start with me ringing a doorbell. And weird how I'm thinking out loud like this, as if I have an audience or something. But hey, an inspector calls. Okay, here goes. Lacey Knickers, you finally arrived. It took you long enough. What? You phoned me at 5am telling me there'd been a murder and to get over here. I hopped on the first train I could, but there was a rail replacement and I had to go via Cornwall, Edinburgh, Paris and then Swansea, which was by far the worst of any of it, before finally getting to the middle of nowhere. Such a creepy house. What's this? Since when have you had a dog? What are you talking about? I've always had a dog. This is Ruby Lou, detective support dog. Here, Ruby, want a Ruby snack? Uh-huh. But she's right. Like zoinks, this place does seem pretty scary, man. And you said there was a murder? What happened? Well, I was here for an old so-called friend's wedding. Dr. Black. We went to King's College London, Oxbridge Brooks, Scotland University together. But we didn't exactly finish on good terms. I suspect that's why he invited me. Knows I hate weddings. This morning, I received a rather rude awakening from Reverend Green in a fine flap doodle, blabbering on that the old codger had been murdered in the kitchen. Well, that got me up all right. Didn't want a corpse getting in the way of my bacon and eggs. We headed downstairs, but when we got to the kitchen, there was nobody there. But you said the Reverend was with you? Yes, I know what I said, but there was no body there. The corpse was gone. Anywho, I thought the priest had gone a bit doodally, but he insisted he'd seen Dr. Black lying in a pool of blood, and that's hardly the type of thing one forgets in a hurry. So we had a poke around for the body, like some morbid scavenger hunt, and there he was in the conservatory, lying on the floor. <laughs> As if he'd come back from a raging night on the town at Cakelobs. How can you joke about this? He was my friend. It's just, uh, as you say, banter. <laughs> Though I suppose it's a tad difficult for him to answer back now, seeing as he's dead. Okay. Um, any other information that could be useful? Who else was in the house? There's Plum and Mustard, who went to K. Clobsbridge with Doctor and yours truly. Uh, Reverend Green, he's the Reverend. Uh, Black's fiance, Miss Scarlet. The cook and housekeeper, Mrs. White. Oh, and a random Scottish lady called Peacock. Um, and quite an odd bunch, really. They each have a signature colour, which is all they ever wear. Plus, they have a tendency to move a short distance, and never more than six spaces, and then stop for a while before continuing. 
Oh, and no one ever goes upstairs. Perhaps it's because the house is haunted. Jeepers! Haunted? That gives me the willies, man! Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. There's a strange ghost been spotted in these here corridors these past few nights. Tall, with a huge head and shaggy coat. Probably some weirdo in a costume like on that cartoon. Did you say g-g-g-ghost? <laughs> I'm only teasing your eyebrows. Don't believe that poppycock. Uh, a few of the guests have mentioned spotting the ghost at night, but I refuse to believe anything I haven't seen with my own eyes. That's why I don't believe in the Queen, or global warming, or Finland. Right. Have you phoned the police? What do you take me for? I'm a private detective. Now, I don't want those Met Office buffoons coming in here and ruining everything with their fancy cameras and forensic science. I'm going to solve this the good old-fashioned way, randomly interviewing people until someone confesses. <laughs> Besides, the coppers out here are so slow and useless, I'll doubtless have cracked it before they even arrive. Even so, it's probably best to involve them. Otherwise, they'll start to think you're a high-functioning sociopath. Or... Just a sociopath. Eh, uh, alright. Uh, you do that whilst um, I start the interrogations. Um, I've informed everyone of um, <laughs> dear Dr. Black's most <laughs> not unfortunate <laughs> demise over Brecky. Uh, and, and warn them not to go into the conservatory. Uh, Tally ho! <laughs> Professor Plum in the library with a candlestick. A spot of light reading. Light? You could hide a small country under that encyclopedia. Funny you should say that. It's actually an encyclopedia of the world's smallest countries. Just got up to Liechtenstein. I keep telling him he'll strain his gorgeous, I mean, perfectly average eyes, reading them all books. Ah, oh, Mrs. White, I didn't see you there. You blended rather well with the curtains. Charmed, I'm sure. Yes. Winifred, um, I mean, Mrs. White, was just dusting my bookshelves. Not like that. Rather, she was sweeping me off my feet, around my feet, tickling my toes, so to speak, but in a non-sexual way, of course. I, I think they get the picture, Peter. Professor... Anywho, uh, this is Lacey, she's a git. Uh, sorry, I mean dit. Detective in training. And I suppose I should introduce a strangely anthropomorphized dog, which she's definitely always had. Uh, Ruby Lou. Ruby Ruby Lou! Don't I recognise that dog from somewhere? Nope, no you don't. Any resemblance to persons or animals, fiction or otherwise, is purely coincidental. Anywho. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Ask away. We've got no affairs to hide. Oh, flings! We've got no flings to hide. I mean, things. Smooth. Professor Plum, what is your subject area? I'm a professor of archaeology. I love getting boned. Oh, bones! I love getting bones. Out of the ground, on a dig. Yes, those kind of bones. In fact, I've just been offered a fascinating dig in the south of France. Ooh la la, going to dig up some dirt on the frogs. Frogs? No, it's an aardvark burial. 
Or maybe it was just Ark. The south of France. Sounds lovely. Better than here, surely. What's it this is down there? Sesclavi, je ne regrette rien, une baguette, pour favor. Mmm, vivi. <clears throat> and Plum, how did you know Dr Black? We all met at the old university. Cocky gnome face here was quite the troublemaker. Woke up trouserless on numerous occasions. Oh, remember that time you got locked out of the dormitory and everybody laughed and threw eggs at you, old sport? <laughs> ah, those were the good old days. Yes, that was an excellent evening for all involved. A classic practical yoke that scarred me for life. Literally, those eggshells cut me deep. Such fun. I stayed right on and became a professor myself. Thrilling, I'm sure. Did you notice anything unusual last night? Nope, not a peep. And I would have heard something if there was something to hear for... I was up all night with a, a, a book I was reading, alone, in my room. Shame about old Doctor, he never was one for commitment. I suppose it's oddly fitting he never got married in the end. Yes, well, he didn't exactly get cold feet, did he? And more like cold-blooded murder. No, of course. I didn't mean... I was just saying... I'll be quiet now. And how about you, Mrs White? Does your husband work here too? Oh, he used to. Was the gardener. But he passed some years back. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't be. Serves him right for mucking around with all those hedge trimmers. He was a bad on that Walter White. Cared more about his begonias than it did about us. Oh, well, begonias are lovely. My favourite flower, really. I can really see why I love them. Yes, yeah, sorry, not the point. How long have you been working in the Cluedo Mansion? I started here when I was just a young lass. Worked my way up through the ranks. Floor sweeper, scullery maid, postman, MP for the Yorkshire Dales. Did a brief stint as foreign secretary and now I'm de facto housekeeper, but on a cook's salary. Ugh. Dr Black loved me Yorkshire puds, couldn't get enough of them in his fat little face. I practically run this place single-handed. And what thanks do I get? Like if Gordon Hamsey made a five-star meal and he just told them to grab him up. But hey, I'm not one to complain. Notice anything strange yesterday? Now, I were too busy looking after all them guests and preparing food for the wedding. It's got me running around like I'm back on the Olympic relay team. What kind of madman has a wedding meal and makes one course all Yorkshire pudding? Ridiculous. But I do, as I'm told. Now... If you're done with them blinking questions, I've got a lot to be getting on with. Jesus Christ, taking up five whole minutes of midday. Beds to be made, kitchen sink needs fixing, and we can't find the lead pipe for it. Not to mention the bloody corpse needs dusting. Ugh. Colonel Mustard in the lounge with the revolver. Ah, Hotchkick. Yes, just cleaning Catherine, my cooked single-action army. Isn't she a beauty? I carry her everywhere. Comes with being a colonel and all. Who's this you've got with you? Hotchkick's got himself a hot chick. Ha! Nabs yourself abroad. Pah! 
Never thought Nali Nomi here would find anyone after the whole thing at uni with the, uh... <laughs> yes, thank you, Martin, for almost revealing intimate details about my private life in front of my colleague. And This is not abroad. <laughs> I haven't even been out of the country. <laughs> uh, no, uh, this is Lacey Nickers, my detective in training, and her dog, Ruby Lou, who is... currently peeing on the carpet. Ah, I know just how she feels. Got a weak bladder myself, you know. I was up and down 17 times last night, racing to the bathroom. Better out than in there, as I always say. Ha <laughs> ha Did you notice anything unusual on these trips to the toilet? Just a few loud crashes and shouts here and there. Spotted that weird ghost at the end of the corridor and felt an extreme sense of relief every time I... <clears throat> Relieved myself. Wait, you saw the ghost? What do they look like? Well, a bit like a huge demonic hound, I suppose. Only walking on two legs, not four. Jinkies! A dog walking on two legs! Surely that's impossible. Ruby Lou is stood on two legs right now. And making a cup of tea. Not anymore. And... (laughs) Were there any supposedly spectral figures during the day, Marty? <laughs> any fairies having afternoon tea in the attic? <gasps> any mermaids swimming up the U-bend? Don't be ridiculous, Genomes. You know I've never been upstairs. The only strange thing I saw was Plum, and not just because he looks funny. I bumped into little Petey Weety coming huffing out of Black Study. I've never seen old Plum Bum in such a tears. I was going into shout at old Docky Black. You went to shout at Dr. Black. Why? Because I'm good at shouting! Plus, uh, Black and I have some unfinished business which I came here to discuss. But the old biddy still refused to play ball. I could have murdered him. Oh, um... But of course I wouldn't. Because I'm a pacifist. Now, let me go back to cleaning my gun. Aren't you a colonel? How can you be a pacifist? I'm a cracking colonel, but my strengths lie in logistics and planning. I've never even fired a shot, unless it's a shot of rum. (laughs) Right, but if you're a pacifist, why were you so angry with Dr. Black? A bit of a nosy question, little miss. (laughs) We're conducting a murder investigation, and you just said you wanted to murder the victim. I think you might want to give an explanation for that. If you insist. Uh, Brick-a-brack Black and I met at uni, along with Professor Plumpit and hitching up my trousers over there. Must you insist on using all those ridiculous nicknames? <laughs> oh, is Ducky Cockmaster embarrassed to reveal his checkered history in front of his lady friend? She is not my lady friend. My suit is corduroy, not checkered, thank you very much. Speaking of women, I have no idea how damn Mr. Doctor managed to trap a sweet young thing like that saucier, sexier, sibilant Scarlet. All the land and money, I suppose. Ah, yes, money. That's what I was on about. Fresh out of Brooksbridge, itty-bitty-billy-benny-boy Black ran into a bit of trouble with some bothersome bookies, and I lent him a hefty sum to cover his back. But... Shortly afterwards, my old man conked it, and it turns out he left a mountain of debts for me to pay off with only a molehill of money. 
So I went back to black, but we'd only said pay back in words. I cried a hundred times <clears throat> about it. Whilst he built up his oil empire, I was forced into Her Majesty's army to pay off these crippling debts. I was rather surprised to be invited to the wedding, actually. I've always been hounding the old man for years about my dough. Sending him death threats, throwing bricks through the windows, showing up at his front door with my entire platoon. But he always avoided or eluded me before. Odd that he'd invite me into his lair on such an important occasion. Jeepers, that's terrible. What kind of friend would stab you in the back like that? One who's compensating with the size of his knife. <laughs> but, but that's all in the past now. I just hope the old fart made Scarlet sole inheritor, like I'd suggested. I thought she'd be easier to negotiate with when the old crony dropped dead. Not to say that I knew he would, or anything. Always a pleasure to question you about murder, me master mustard, but we'd best be off. Indeed. I agree with Detective Ducky Cockmaster, don't you, Ruby? Rup! Reaching up my rousers! Shut it, both of you! So Dr. Black was rich and treacherous, like a chocolate cake that steals your wallet. Indeed, his soul was as black as the oil he traded, and his name. But if he was an oil baron, then what was his doctorate in? Doctorate? What are you on about, Nickers? He's Dr. Black? What's he a doctor of? Oh no, his name is Doctor. First name Doctor, second name Black. Why would you think he's a doctor? That's preposterous. Here we are. Would you like to meet the dirty rascal? <gasps> Reverend Green in the conservatory with the wrench! Ah! Oh, hello, my children. What are you doing in here? I told everyone to leave this room alone. Oh, did you now? Um, it's a conservatory. That's like a greenhouse. I'm Reverend Green, so it's my house. That makes no sense. Surely you have your own greenhouse at the church? Aye, to be sure. Well, the Lord moves in mysterious ways, and he moved me to the body, so I couldn't say no now. But not to worry, detective. I was just performing the final rites, and now I'm putting together a lovely little coffin. A coffin? Isn't that a bit premature? Well, miss, he's already dead, and I wanted to get in before any of the other priests tried to nab this funeral from under me nose. I'm quite a fan of the ceremony myself. Ah, weddings are grand now. But nothing quite beats the fun of a funeral now. It's even in the name. I get to wear a very fancy robe. Not to worry, though. I didn't touch anything. Well, aside from this here wrench. You mean the wrench we're assuming was used to beat Dr. Black to death? Aye, the very same. Oh. Sorry about that. We'll just pop it back where it was and be off then. Not so fast. Everyone's a suspect, Reverend. And everyone must be questioned. Sure. We're all equal in the eyes of God. Except for my cousins from Kilkee, of course. Hate them. But please, I'm used to confessions. If one of you would like to come forward about the... Murder. I'm sure I can absolve you of your sins. Okay! I can't take it anymore! I killed Dr. Black! It was me! Reverend Green! I'm sorry. I also killed JFK! And I'm the Zodiac Killer! And I faked the existence of Finland! 
I knew it! Finland's a lie! Oh my gosh, really? We've solved the murder already! And some other mysteries! Oh no, I'm sorry. I just do this thing when I get nervous, or I say to things I haven't. I'm really good at a confession, though. On the other hand, all the other priests think I'm a Nazi vicar, on account of all the crimes I do be frequently confessing to. That's... weird. So, Reverend Green, how come you were staying here as a guest? Oh, Miss Scarlet had lots of very specific requests for her wedding day now. She wanted me to work Fifty Shades of Grey into the vows, to throw darts instead of rice, and have the Jurassic Park team tune to play as she stomped them down the aisle. It was quite a handful to organise. Oh, he was absolutely jaded. But I'm becoming a dab hand at weddings. Sure, I've already done four this month. I suppose that's why I'll be doing a funeral next. Besides, she thought it would be good luck to have a clergyman in the house. I guess that didn't work out too well for her. Spot anything strange yesterday? You're the one who came upon the body, yes? Aye, I found this poor soul at the top of the morning. Right after I killed him in cold blood. No, I don't mean that. Please, you've got to believe me. It's fine. Fake confession syndrome is much more common than you'd think. Just carry on with the story. Well, I'd spent most of the day at church, overseeing the final preparations. But then I let Jesus take the wheel, and came back here to shoot Dr. Black seven times. No, I didn't shoot him, I swear! I don't even have any guns, other than the 17 in the church basement. Oh, I don't mean that! There aren't any guns in the church basement! Just a few packs of TNT! No, that's not true either! Right, okay, ignoring that, why were you wandering around at 5am anyway? Um, oh, is that the Lord calling? I'll have to pop off now. I've got a flock to tend to. Make sure the others are keeping calm. But I'm always available for confession. Though, it tends to go both ways when I'm in the booth. Peace be with you. And also with you. Hmm, I didn't know you were Christian. I'm not. I I don't know where that came from. Hmm. Time to kneel down dramatically to get a closer, intense look at the body. Doctor, doctor. I feel like a pair of curtains. And if you weren't suffering from rigor mortis, you'd tell me to pull myself together. <laughs> Hitchcock, are you... all right? Yes. Why? It's just you seem... oddly cheerful. Which is not saying much, given your usual grumpy state, but still, your friend was just murdered, and this is the first time I've seen you smile. My friend! My friend! <laughs> I hated the man! What? I, I wouldn't call him an arch-nemesis, exactly. Perhaps not even a nemesis, but he was a foe at the very least. What are you on about? I thought he was your best friend from K-Club's Brooksbridge College University. I thought you were college husband and super partners and went away together during the long vac after May Week and Bumps? It all started years ago. Back in my days as a history hustler. That'd be a student to a whippersnapper like you. Hitchcock? Why is everything suddenly black and white? And where did you get that cigarette? Why are we in pinstripe suits? Quiet, doll. I'm telling the story. It was New York in the 20s. Crime was rampant. Prohibition was enforced. But we could always get alcohol in dark crevices I called home. I was a bit of an oddball back in those days. Still am, if I'm being honest. Never 
understood all that social interaction stuff. I was a bit of a lone wolf. A maverick. But there was one dame who seemed to look past all that. Peggy. Of all the canteens and all the universities and all the world, she walks into mine. Uh, we hit it off right away, laughing and joking. I thought it was the real deal. The round peg to fit my square hole. But then, one day, I was walking along the boulevard, and did mine eyes deceive me? My Peggy, hand in hand with that weasel Dr. Black, looking real cozy. I went and confronted him. That was what you did in those days. Since someone was your gal, and if the other guy didn't shove off, you'd fill him full of lead. But they just laughed right in my face. After that, I never saw the dame again. Peggy walked out of my life and never came back. Just like the end of Casablanca. I think. I never actually saw that movie. I gave up on ladies that day, put on my thinking cap, and dedicated my life to solving crimes. Hang on. Is that why you wear that bowler hat all the time? Is it your thinking cap? Zip it, Slim. It's the only mystery I ain't never solved. Why she didn't love me. I never forgave that dastly black. Still the only broad I'd ever wanted. And he didn't even marry her. I got no idea what happened to Peg after that. But I've hated the good doctor ever since. I could never forgive him for what he did to me. I swore one day I'd get my revenge. Hold on. Detective, did you kill Dr. Black? Knickers and Gnomes are on the case. Written and directed by Ella Palmer. Assistant director, Charisma Drage. Produced by Charlotte Wilson and Natalia Emsley. Chief script consultant and contributing writer, William Palmer. Script consultants, Kian Morey and Nathan Galpin. Music by Lily Blondell. Publicity design by Cody Knight. Lacey Knickers was played by Dorothy Burrows. Hitchcock Gnomes by Joseph Tedds. Ruby Lou and Reverend Green were voiced by Ben Ward. Professor Plum was played by Jago Wainwright. Mrs. White by Rosie McLeish. And Colonel Mustard by Barnaby Evans. This episode was edited by Jenny Hay. If you would like to keep up to date with our latest mysteries, be sure to like our Facebook page.